Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yes, indeed, it is the get right right here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champions 105.3. The fan Reginald Datatula here with you alongside... The fan phenom winner, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Talk to me. We back. Thanks for rocking with us on this Tuesday evening on 105 Through the Fan. Um, shout out to Ross Lebensky on the ones and twos, making it sound good. Um, you can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line. That number is 877-881-1053. Uh, or you can see our smiling faces on uh, our various fan cam platforms. You can go to uh, YouTube and search 105 Through the Fan, or you can hit us up on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam. We've got you to 11 p.m. on this Tuesday evening, this somewhat chilly Tuesday evening in Brisk. the Metro. Pl- Brisk, good word. Brisk, good word. Good iced tea, all those things. Uh, but, yes, we've got you till 11 p.m. Tonight we'll try and uh, keep you keep you uh, interested and entertained as we do it. And uh, also we'll be talking to Will Skywalker Steele of A to Z Sports at eight, uh, he also covers the Dallas Cowboys, and we'll have conversations there. Um, it's an in-season tournament Tuesday in the National Basketball Association. Your Dallas Mavericks are not playing; they've got the night off, uh, a couple nights off after a tough weekend of basketball this past weekend, and they'll be facing off against the Lakers tomorrow. Uh, Stars obviously played last night. Uh, your Cowboys don't play again till when? When is that? Oh yeah, that's right, Thanksgiving against the Washington Commandos, and this is where I kind of want to start. This is uh, this game against uh, Thanksgiving will be the third in a run of games over 12 games. They have, or sorry, second, rather, in a run of games that are kind of in a condensed schedule. They, this is, um, they have a, a stretch of three games in 12 days. And the reason why I know that is because Mike McCarthy talked about that after the Giants game, um, and I kind of went under the radar. It was one of his, um, one of his, pre or post uh you know midweek uh practice session you know interviews one of those press availabilities and uh I happened to be listening all the way through to this uh to this this press availability this press conference from McCarthy and he said something that really caught my attention um and you know what let's actually Ross if you can cue this up for me um I want to go to Mike McCarthy here cut number 21 because this is, a, this is going to be a little stretch of games for the Cowboys. And right now, obviously, you talk about the Giants, not really a, a opponent that you really care too much about or that gives you too many worries. The Panthers, I think, ultimately, uh, there was a lot of – we weren't very worried about them, and ultimately the Cowboys handled their business. The Commandos, another one of those teams that I imagine that none of us are too concerned about. However, it's going to pick up here when it comes to the competition. And, of course, having this condensed schedule also gives you concern. And so Mike McCarthy was talking about this stretch and how he's, he's kind of trying to prepare for it. I think the thing that 
that I'm really looking at is this stretch coming up, um, you know, just from a scheduling administrative standpoint, um, because, you know, it's been different in 21 and 22. But, you know, uh, last year was, you know, was a, um, an experience where, you know, I felt down a stretch we could have did some things better. And, and, and hopefully um, it, it'll, it'll give us, our guys, a little better, you know, time for preparing. Uh, because, you know, I didn't like the way we played at Tennessee or at Washington last year. And so it took a real hard look at that, that four-week segment there. And I've already started making adjustments that are in place the last three weeks uh, that we can't talk about it because it's top secret, is, um, you know, just trying to get ahead of it, you know, because I know it's coming. Cause this, this stretch is it's different, you know. It was at four, three games in 12 days. So, I mean, so – and then what comes after that too because you got the, you know, got the three on the road. So, yeah, so we're, we're, we're trying to get paying it forward is, is kind of in my mindset. So there's the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys actively talking ahead of this. And I went back and I started thinking back. And the question that we're ultimately asking here is, is this Cowboys team prepared to handle this coming stretch of the season? This made me go back and just, you know, just as an opportunity to look at what the Cowboys have faced. And Blake, if you remember at the end of last year, you heard Mike McCarthy mention Tennessee and Washington. That was week 17 and 18. Tennessee, you know, they had Josh Dobbs come in, and that was a, a game that was a little rough. Washington, you lost to uh, Sam Howell in his first start in the NFL. Howler! The two games before that, week 16, 15 and 16. 15, you went to Jacksonville, and you lost in overtime. 16, you got a tight win over the Eagles. Like, these were, this was a tough stretch of games for you with some games that maybe shouldn't have been touch, tough. 21, 2021, remember that middle of the season where uh, on Thanksgiving you ultimately lost to the Las Vegas Raiders? Oh, my gosh. I was at that game. One, the refs blew that game. Sure. Cowboys secondary, we saw them fall apart in overtime. But that game was that was the pinnacle of the Cowboys. I think if you could say the Cowboys in a nutshell was that Raiders game on Thanksgiving. So, and you remember that that was that middle of the season, yeah. right about this time of year, where they lost to Denver, uh, they beat the mess out of Atlanta, but then lost to Kansas City, lost to Vegas, had a little bit of a tight one against New Orleans, had a very tight one against uh, the Washington Commanders. Right, like this seems like we've seen stretches of play for these Cowboys over the last couple of years where it's lulled, and that's been one of the things is that consistency has been a question. Blake, are you looking at this year's 2023 Cowboys team and saying they are prepared to handle this coming stretch? I will say from what I've heard from McCarthy and all of his press conferences, he sounded a lot more confident in mm-hmm. what he's saying. I think you can tell when someone's just talking to talk and there's no really meaning or substance behind it. But obviously only time will tell. They've looked great throughout the first half of the season. But I've said this on a couple other shows. Them getting smacked by the Niners was the best thing that could happen for them. And I believe that because that happened early early to midway through the season. And that kind of set the point of, hey, we're not as good as we think we are. And they've kind of been an entirely different team since that, since the bye week. And have come out and just been not just showing up and rolling their helmets out and saying, we're the Dallas Cowboys. We're, get, we're supposed to beat the Giants and the Panthers. No, we're going to put it to them. Now, I know the Panthers game wasn't pretty, but as far as putting points on the board they're beating all these teams they're covering the spread plus some in all these games so I will say I feel a different confidence within them but as Cowboys fans as we know only time will tell and of course the end of the season is where it really matters and we have these tough games like you said in this tight schedule I don't think that the commanders and the Seahawks and the Panthers kind of pose a strong challenge as far oh, as one of those things is not like the other you don't think the Seahawks pose as a far as far as winning the game but I think this is the time of the year where you work on those kinks that you have the the running game not working the run fits not being there 
So these games, I think, are more important than people think because okay. this is the time to fix your team. And I like the way that McCarthy's addressing, hey, we weren't perfect. We need to work on these things. I don't want him to go in there and be like, we won, we did whatever. He's like, there was a lot of things that weren't correct. Same with Dak. He said, we turned the ball over. We shouldn't be doing that. So I like the accountability I'm seeing from the Cowboys this year. And only time will tell to see if it actually means something come late in the season. I think that's, I think that's fair um, that the, the talk is definitely in the right place. Which you always want, right? You want the, their minds at least in the right place and not viewing this from a wrong perspective. However, we do need to talk about the fact that there are some things that are looking a little problematic, I guess, talk to, to find, to find to a better word. Like the the idea that the run game is not there is something that's scary. And, you know, I mean, again, I'm I'm of an opinion that Seattle is a team to be contended with. Um, at They're the still a good team. Point. Don't get me wrong. They're a good team. I'm just saying as far as the other teams are going to be facing, right. Seahawks aren't at the top of my worry list. But they are a good team. Don't get me don't get it wrong. All right, so let's, let's do a little bit of the schedule game. Okay. As obviously you'll face off against the Commandos on Thursday. Confidence level right? on beating them? I feel great about that. Um, then you move on to week 13, Seattle. And then, you know, you get a nice a stretch of time because of, you know, that that uh, Thursday to Thursday after Thanksgiving. So you'll have a nice about 10 days to get ready for Philadelphia at home. We all understand the, the difficulty, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term, of that game. Then you go week 15 to Buffalo. I understand Buffalo's offense a little, sh- you know, been a little shaky in some ways. Uh, well, I mean, Productive, but then also they've turned the ball over, which, hey, that sounds great for a certain uh, Deron Bland. Remember, that's December 17th. Gonna be cold. Right? Cold, outdoors. Not to run the ball. That's a per- particular to kind of test. Uh, you'll, go to at, you'll go to Miami week 16. You'll play Detroit week 17. Week 18 is the commandos again. Don't worry about that. But, like, that's a that, stretch. That Miami game sticks out to me. Out of all of them that I think we'll see if they can really run the track meet, because what has been the narrative the past couple weeks that the Cowboys are the Miami Dolphins of the NFC? And other than the Cowboys actually having a comparable defense, I agree with it as far as being bullies and beating up on the sub-500 teams and not being able to produce against the better teams in your conference. But that'll be a game to see, like, hey, if you want to run this track race game, a.k.a. the Dallas Mavericks, and just outscore every team and not play defense, we'll see what they can do. Because I believe the defense can show up, but that'll be a game tested where – I don't think that they're going to hold them to under 20 points. Tyreek Hill is going to get his. Sure, and I mean, obviously, we've got time until we actually break that down. That's quite literally over a month from now. But the larger point that I'm trying to make is there's going to be some tests here in the, you know, in the near future. And the question is not necessarily, are they going to go out and win this game or lose that game? And honestly, in some ways, I understand that that's part of it. But the question is, are they going to be playing a brand of football that is not substandard? Because... Uh, talk about 2022 talk about 2021 and I know anecdotally from my standpoint I've gone through and I've looked at my rewatch notes and been like these are the times of year where we've looked at where I at least I've looked up at this team and like they're not being a consistently good team even though I know they have the bones they have the makeup of capably being a good team that can contend the problem is that they weren't consistently that and so the question I'm really trying to get to is, is this team currently looking like a team that can be consistently the team that they are supposed to be? Because that's really the problem is when we got to the postseason is that you could see them go and play. Uh, you could see them go play Tampa really well and then go and lose to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And understanding that they played San Francisco decently, but getting the job done matters. And I think being that consistently good team, it, it needs to be there. I like offensively where they are, at least throwing the football, but... The run game needs to be there to have some level of balance. And I don't even mean like the 
play plays got to equal up. But in order to make it so that defenses have to consider other things that they uh, that makes the, the you know the the play action even more fruitful. Uh, the defense is in a place where I, I'm very happy with it. And so ultimately, I'm in this place where I do think that they are prepared to handle the stretch of the coming season. But the problem with that, the answer is, and I think you could pick it, pinpoint it out pretty easily. I would have probably said the same thing going into those stretches last year or in the year before. And so I'm, I'm confidence level is not different from last year. <sighs> think it's same kind of same old Cowboys is kind of the tune you're singing. Um. All right. So this is the, this is where we have to go back to the Kellen Moore portion of this mm-hmm. because it did feel like Kellen Moore had this knack of while the numbers were incredible. Sometimes the decisions, uh, the playmaking and or play calling rather in certain periods of the game, situational play calls were a little suspect, and that doesn't feel quite the same this year. Mm-hmm. In a good way. In a good way. Okay. Um, I'm I'm trying to find the ways to give Mike McCarthy his respect because I was one that was a little a little skeptical about that move. Um, and so you know what, I'm willing to say at this point that I do think that they're prepared to handle this coming stretch of the season. And I I think the biggest thing is, are the Cowboys a perfect football team? No. But is any team in the NFL we've seen be a perfect football team? We've seen Kansas City not be able to throw the ball. We've seen the Eagles not be able to do certain things, putting the ball vertically down the field. So I think you can find holes in a lot of different teams. Sure. So I think we we think of it as, well, the Cowboys can't run the ball. Well, a lot of teams can't do a lot of things that the Cowboys can do. They're one of the best pass rush teams. They move the ball vertically, some of the best in the league. So I think well, it depends on what scope we're looking at it in as far as – Comparing to other teams that the teams are going to have to play to get to a uh, conference finals or a Super Bowl, I think they stack up quite nicely with some of those teams. I haven't seen any team in the NFL that's like, wow, that team is unbeatable. How are we going to beat them? There's a lot of flaws in a lot of teams this year. And at the end of the day, it's putting points on the board, and the Cowboys are one of the best at it. And I think the situational play call is getting better. I'm not going to say it's great, but definitely an improvement from the last couple of years. Um. There's also a text here on the sharkwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053 from the 972. The Cowboys can't stop the run like last year. Um, and they mentioned something that obviously is out there. There's a there's a news story. Uh, I don't know if you heard. Uh, Darius Shaquille Leonard yeah. uh, has been released Shaq. by the, or waived rather, by the, um, by the Indianapolis Colts. That's a dude who, you know, Early on, his rookie year, he was a defense rookie of the year uh, guy. And throughout the course of his, you know, career, all pro, a couple of first team all pro. Three years in a row, I believe. Yeah. Uh, He was a second team all pro um, in one of those years in between, like pro bowler three years in a row. This has been a high level player, but injuries have kind of robbed him of some of some of that juice. Mm -hmm. But he has a lot of money due to him. I'll get those exact numbers in here in a second. Um, But Shaq Leonard likely not to clear waivers because of that money uh, or likely to clear waivers rather because of that money. Um, I think this is a guy that they absolutely should look at. I, I agree. I think we were talking about on the crosstalk. It's at least a conversation based on, I mean, Brian put it perfectly, the Cowboys are playing dime coverage almost a lot of the game. They don't have the linebackers and the literal just body mass to just sit there and just put seven, eight men in the box and stop the run. And that's not what the NFL is. If you watch NFL games, teams are passing a lot more than they ever have before, and they'll sprinkle the run in here and there. But I agree to Reggie's point. Late down the season, when you go to Buffalo, you're not going to be able to throw it 30, 40, 50 times. You're going to have to get some running plays in there. So, I mean, you can tell me if I'm wrong. I, At least on the eye test, I would say the run game looks better than it did last year, and that's not saying a lot. But I On like offense or defense? Defense, our run defense. Okay. I would say it looks better 
the numbers, I'll have to look the exact numbers as far as like EPA per play. But I like what I'm seeing trending in the right direction. Like, like I said a couple seconds ago, it's not perfect. No one's saying they got the best rush defense in the league and they're the 49ers or Ravens or anything. But they're you're not going to be number one in every single category. You would be 17-0 and never have a doubt of a loss. You're going to have some holes in the team. There's only so much salary cap to go around to pay different people. Sure. And I ultimately, and this is the thing that's really frustrating, when it comes to success rate allowed, mm-hmm. which means like plays that game, that garner the amount of yards necessary, like if it's on a first down, a successful run play, it'd be something like five, five yards, four or five yards. Um, the Carolina Panthers are literally the worst. They allow a success rate uh, from other teams, other offenses at 45.2%. The Cowboys are second worst at 44.8%. Like this still is not a, a uh, you know, a shining light when it comes to the Cowboys. And I think ultimately it's not for me about simply what the holes are, is that are they are they in a place that's capable of navigating that? Because as you mentioned, and you're right to mention it, there there's not going to be a perfect team in this league. That's why the salary cap was instituted to try and create artificial parity so that no one will get great. And so that that means everybody has I like some weaknesses. That. Artificial parity. It's I mean it's just it's what it is. It's perfect. And so but this this seemed to be like an intestinal fortitude thing with the Cowboys in years past. That feels different, but I'm not I'm not so sold on it that I'm willing to tell you definitively that it is different. So, do you think the biggest change, whether negative or positively, is more on the players that are on the roster or mentality and like kind of what you're hearing and seeing more non-verbally, body language, how they're carrying themselves, how they're going in and out of the week, or just what's on the field? on Sundays and Thursdays and the roster. I think some of this is yes, right? Like they 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 went and addressed some issues in the offseason in a way that it felt like the Cowboys don't typically do that. Um so you do have a wealth of talent in a lot of places. Um and then also yeah, there's something to be said for the mentality and the ways in which they know that this is something that they have to address. Now ultimately, can they address it is what we will see. And that starts on Thursday against the Washington Commandos. And then that goes the next Thursday against the Seahawks. And as we mentioned, it goes on and on as they try and get through the the schedule. There's a lot of tests, in fact. It's 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 a group of tests. Um, but I'm I'm intrigued to find out if if Mike McCarthy is right, the way that he said, if those things that he instituted, being the head coach, being the head man, those are the portions of his job that really matter. Um, that have always mattered out, even when whether he wasn't or now that he's calling plays or before when he was calling plays, is getting his team prepared to be able to handle not just game by game, but even stretches of games and having the right mentality. So he said that, and let's see if he ultimately can deliver on that. As that's what the Cowboys are dealing with, the wins and losses of the regular season isn't what they're measured by this year. It's if they're prepared to go in in the postseason and go in. I've liked what I've heard from McCarthy this year in all of his press conferences. And kind of to go to that last point you were making, I think for this Cowboys team, wins and losses means a lot. Like stacking wins, I know it's popular to be like, well, they beat the Giants and they're not good and they beat the Commanders and the Jets and the Rams. Those are teams that have beaten some of your favorite teams when they weren't expecting it. These are still NFL football teams. And don't get it twisted. Come Thursday, the Commanders are not just going to roll out there and say, well, the Cowboys have a better record. We're not going to try. No, Eric Bieniemy don't roll like, like that. Like, they are going to pass the ball. They are going to try to keep this game competitive. So I, I need people to realize, like, these are still people getting paid millions of dollars to go knock your helmet off and score touchdowns. So this will still be – that's why that's, the spreads are 10, 11, 7, 6 points, even when you think it's, like, an overwhelming favorite. NFL games are usually tight. The Cowboys have just been blowing people out, even with said spreads, a.k.a. the Giants and the uh, Jets. So we'll see if, if Thursday the, they walk the talk.
It's the get right right here on your home of the Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan. Like I said, we got you till 11 p.m. We'll talk to Skywalker Steel at 8 p.m. But coming up next, does Tom Brady have a point about oh. the current NFL? We'll talk about it next. Curse you, Corey Majors, for messing up this microphone. <laughs> uh, it's the get right right here on your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers, 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside uh, the fan phenom. Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Shout out to everybody listening on the Odyssey app, YouTube, 105 through the fan on YouTube, uh, twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam, or however else you might be listening. And if you are somehow listening some some other way, let me know because I'm interested. Uh, I, I'm, I'm intrigued. Maybe like an old school, uh, what's like a transmitter? What's the, what's older than a radio that you could like the actual physical thing? Is that still a radio that you can put in your yeah, house and would, change that thing? I think we would still call that a radio because it would utilize radio waves. I think. I don't know. I'm what dated the radio? Was the radio the first way to listen to airways? Like, is there something that dated the radio? Wait, what do you mean? Oh, predated. Predated. Yeah. I was like, what? Was there about? anything that predated the radio? Um, That's a great question. I can't imagine so. Uh, when uh, what's his name, Marconi? I don't remember his actual first name. I just know he was the dude who invented the radio. Shout out uh, to him. Radio is king. Shout, shout out to that man for having getting this thing up and running to a place where I can have a job talking to y'all. Fine yeah. people. Um, a lot better than digging ditches. I'll tell you that. Uh, Guillermo. It is Guillermo Marconi. I was about to say, I don't know who Guillermo is. Yeah, I, was a, I thought great. that was a sports Just, player. I was like, Guillermo. I, I was like, I do not no, know gonna, who Guillermo I'm just is. I'm sprinkle that in the middle of the segment. Uh, by the way, we, we are going to get to whether or not you agree with Tom Brady on his assessment of the modern NFL. Um, somebody said the telegraph. I guess, okay, there you go. That'd be fair. And when it comes to communications, the telegraph predates. The radio. There you go. Fair enough. And then also, I guess while we're shouting out the truckwreck.com text line, the number to text in, 877-881-1053. Someone did ask, uh, or said rather from the 469, not sure if Reggie continually calling the commanders the commandos is trolling. I wouldn't really say that. I just really enjoy saying commandos a lot more than commanders. I like commies. Is that? See, this is the thing. Is that offensive? I well, I don't know, but more than anything, uh, I just I feel like that invites a whole level of like political discourse that I'm not really trying to intend. Commanders is so long too. That's such a long name. The it's, Washington Commanders. It's not. It's a lot of syllables. It's not really that. Many. I miss the. It I miss the Washington. Sound is fun for me personally. The Washington football team was like great. That was sure. so iconic. Everyone knew exactly who you were talking about. Sure, but for me, and this is the thing that I always said about that, which is I love that as a soccer fan and whatever. Um, however, you took that other name away because it was a slur. Mm-hmm. And so there were not everybody was on board with that. Yeah. You needed to give the people who were not on board something else to hold on to in its stead. Exactly. Uh, it's like when you take something from a baby and they get mad, just put something else in their hand. Right. And they're good. And so in that instance, they had to come up with another name. It just happened to be the commanders, which is not fun. You know what's more fun? Commandos. At least for me personally. Um, however, a man who never played for the commandos, Tom Brady. Uh, was on with another man who never played for the Commandos, Stephen A. Smith. I don't know why I'm keeping the Commandos things going. It's, <laughs> it's just there. fun to say Commandos. Uh, but, no, they got into a, a really interesting topic about the modern NFL. As you know, Tom Brady played for 30,000 30, years, so he's seen various iterations, all iterations, in fact, of the NFL. And, Ross, if you can help me out with Cut 23 here, uh, Tom Brady has an interesting take on his evaluation of the modern NFL. Mm. I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. Why not? And Why not? I think the coaching isn't as as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual 
performance of the game. Mm -hmm. So I just think the product, in my opinion, is less than what it's been. I think I look at a lot of players like Ray Lewis and Rodney Harrison and Ronnie Lott and guys that impacted the game in, in a certain way. And every hit they would have made would have been a penalty. Mm. You hear coaches complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily, why don't they talk to their player about how to protect himself? We used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time. Now they're trying to be regulated all the time. Offensive players need to protect themselves. It's not up to the defensive player to protect the offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect himself. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were going to get knocked out. Mm -hmm. That's the reality. Wow. I didn't throw it to the middle when I played Ray Lewis because you knock him out of the game and I couldn't afford to lose a good player. So that, that, that's the essence. That was about a minute of the, I think ultimately the actual interview was something like 30 minutes of conversation between Tom Brady and Stephen A. Smith. But I, I found that really interesting because we, I, I, and this is, I guess, a joke that I frequently make is that people gonna, these people going to watch football no matter what kind of football. Like I remember when you had the USFL and XFL crop up and people were losing their minds to be able to watch. And I was like, that's not even going to be good. And so the idea of this football, and I think also this comes up when we talk about Thursday night football and people tune in for it. And I do wonder, first of all, do you agree with his assertion that NFL, the product is lesser and we can get into what what the reasons might be if you do agree with that? Yeah, I definitely agree that it's lesser. It's just, it's not the same. I mean, if you type in on YouTube, biggest hits NFL, almost every hit is going to come from predating a couple of years ago. Can like, I press a pause real quick? Press it. Because I, 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 I like where you're going on this. I just do want to make clear. Different and worse are not exactly yeah, the same. Thing. I don't, I'm not. I'm not saying worse. I okay. just think it's different. I mean, but that's like in all things in life. Everything changes and comes in phases. I mean, we're kind of in. I don't know what you call it. Phase 25, 26 of the NFL, where it's a pass happy league. What was phase 13? Phase 13. Don't worry about that. That was that was nonsense. Keep going. Um, I think we're just in a, in a point where yeah, I would love to say that you the defenders can hit and do this, but. Everyone complains about low-scoring games and hard-hitting games. Mm. But then we want these fireworks, and to have that, you got to have these rules intact to keep the offensive players, a Justin Jefferson, a Cooper Cup, those kind of guys, a Tyreek Hill on the field. You have these Ray Lewis's and Rodney Lott, Lott guys out here hitting those guys across the middle. Your favorite fantasy player is not playing. They're already complaining about, oh, I want to see this player do this and parlay this and high-scoring this, and we don't want to see the Jets on – a standalone games. Well, when you have guys knocking your favorite players out, that's what happens. So do I agree that it's, I don't want to say mediocrity. It's just different. We're in a different age in the NFL. And whether you like it or not, I think it's, it's going to stay this way. Yeah, this is, this is where I will do the thing that I typically do, which is, uh, yes, it's different. And I think also some of this is sensibilities have changed. And I will, I will liken this to basketball. Like, basketball is also different. Is mm -hmm. it better or worse? The dudes are a lot better at doing the things that they do. However, like, there is a aesthetic style that I particularly got used to growing up, that, you know, of basketball that I go back and look and I'm like, oh, this is so different. This is almost an entirely different game that I'm watching. And you could probably say the same thing about football. You can definitely say the same thing about football. Um, and I will grant him, okay, the product isn't as good. But I think some of the reasons that he points to as to why are either not right or only partially right, mm -hmm. in my per personal opinion. So one of the things he he immediately goes to is talking about, um, like, players, the ways that, you know, hits and such, right? And that is, we can very clearly talk about that being a player safety concern, right? That is something where the league is making these decisions based off player safety. But these are things that are either either been collectively bargained 
in in favor of the players or is the league making decisions for their best interest? Mm-hmm. And you started alluding to this. The league wants their best players playing. That is how you can maintain the product being good. Do you remember the year, was it four or five years ago? I can't remember. I never remember the actual year. All I remember is the year that all the quarterbacks, all the good quarterbacks yeah. got hurt. Yeah, and no those, one wants to watch that. Those games stunk, brother. We, we're already seeing a little bit of that this year, and I don't want to say ratings dropping off. I haven't necessarily looked at numbers, but I can tell just from general fan sensibility, they're not enjoying these games when you have the third string Tim Boyle in there. No one wants Damn, to watch Tim that. Tim Boyle taking straight. Sorry, Timmy. He don't want to be in there either, I bet. I'm, I'm just like, everyone's like, I want a more physical game, and I want an old school football. But then when your favorite quarterback gets hit, it's, oh, we need to protect it, and that shouldn't be doing that. So it's all just about what lens you look at through. If you just want points, 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 like most NFL fans think they want and the NFL sees it as, we have to protect the quarterback. We can't be having them take unnecessary hits. we got to protect the middle of the field. You can't be going out their legs and hip drop tackles and hits to the head. So you can't have it both ways. I think fans want that hard-hitting, I want that old-school football, but also want their favorite team to score 40 every week. Well, but and then this is where it's tough is because there is a midpoint that I do think that is, is found a way to end up on the other side of it because, and this comes from the A17, look, look at the form or the tackling. There's no form tackling. Uh, even buckets would wrap sticks. up. And but well, yes, there there wasn't really a lot of form there. They was just launching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I think there is something to be say, said also for the ways in which the tackling and those types of things are not as good. And then you could talk about the playing time or no, practice time rather, which mm. I know Mike McCarthy. That's decries. changed a lot. But why has that changed? Right, players were doing a lot. Right, the the lifespan of a football player was also a problem hopefully y'all are listening reggie is spitting right now reggie is spitting and we had two a days and we had all those things yes it allowed you to be prepared because you could get iteration but you were also doing the car crashes and not playing games and Mm -hmm. you saw that also affect on the other end players did not try and get rid of that just because they knew it affected the product just because Mm -hmm. they're you know harming their bodies in the Mm -hmm. nfl in their continuous greed which look it's america it's their it's their right god-given american right to be greedy i guess um, have extended the season from what was previously 14 games to then 16 games and now to 17 games. And if they had their druthers, they get up to 17, 18, 19, 20. Yep. And so, like, these are all contributing factors that add in. And I find it I find it a little odd to hit at one particular, or maybe not one particular thing, because he does list a few things. I think all of these things end up working together, even if you do say that this is a lesser version of the NFL. Yeah, I will say that, first of all, just listening to the clip, I had heard it a little bit while ago. Mm -hmm. Tom's a great speaker, so he's going to make you, whatever you're hearing, like, wow, this guy really knows what he's talking about. And he does. Tom's a legend, very, very well-spoken guy. So I think you can get kind of caught in the minutia of hearing what he's saying. It's like, well, yeah, we want old school football, and he didn't throw across the middle, and that, that makes sense where he's going. But there's a reason that guys aren't throwing across the middle. Like Reggie just said, these guys' life expectancy. We're not talking about football. After football, we're not living as long. These hits they were taking, the practices they were doing, the NFLPA is looking out for the safety of their players. That That is more important than a rating that you're bringing in on a Thursday night game. Is is this guy's safety okay? So I think you, you just have to understand, do I want the best product on the field, a.k.a. hit as hard as you want, everyone loves that, but it's at the, the expense of my player's safety and we have guys not having as well life after, or are we going to try to protect our players and maybe there's going to be some things that fans and Tom Brady on social media and coaches aren't exactly happy with, but our our players, the ones that we're representing, are living a a healthier life, they a longer life, 
after football. I think there's a bigger conversation than just how, what do we see on the football field. I think there's also, and this is an interesting point, um, something that deal with play or with game administration because from the two one four, they mentioned that player safety for awesome offensive players only. Nobody throws a flag when offensive hits. Uh, offender, offensive players hit defensive players with the crown. That's a great helmet. point. That's a great and point. I think that's also another thing that's made the games less appealing, and it has nothing to do with the players or the coaching. Is that administration is not consistent, and some of this is we have HD, we have replays, we can really get uh, yeah. we can get into the minutia on these things. But also, the NFL has not been great uh, making sure the administration was cons- is consistent in these games, and so that comes to the NFL themselves uh, as a league. When it comes, you know, making sure that the product, uh, which is putting these games out there in a way that feels fair to the viewing audience, and that's been a problem for them as well. I mean, the Twitter detectives are always going to go crazy, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So I do agree the defense doesn't really get the same benefit of the doubt as far as offense. I mean, as far as um, offensive flags being thrown. I mean, how often, other than a holding call and like a false start, do you see an offensive pass interference or? the offense pick route, like anything that really benefits the defense you don't see often. And credit to the refs. I, I saw this earlier. I think this is a funny point kind of going back to what you're saying as far as administration and refing. No one really gives a ref credit when they make a good call. For the most part, it's just That's your job. The, the one glaring bad call you make, everyone roasts them to shreds and say that they rig the game and all that nonsense. And it's like, I mean, these guys got a hard job umpiring, refing. I mean, it's a lose-lose situation. But back to is is there mediocrity in the NFL because of said thing? I don't think so. I think we're just in a different game that's looking for player safety. As much as I love looking up hard hits and seeing my favorite team on there, I also care about these guys living after they're done with the game of football. Yeah, I think that's some of it is the sensibility has shifted in some ways. We we know a little bit more, and I think there there's a lot of people, I don't want to say everybody, that's in a place where they're like, oof, I I don't know if I'm as excited to see dudes get their head knocked off, right? I don't know if I'm so happy to see those things. And so some of that also shifts. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I thought this was a really interesting point. And ultimately, I also think that the game is faster than mm-hmm. your favorite point in the league in in its past time. And I think when these things get faster, it, it, there's things are going to be sacrificed um, when it, you for, for the speed of these games and the ways that it shifts. And so I thought Tom Brady brought uh, a really interesting point, if for no other reason it allowed us to stop and consider what it is that the NFL is actually getting giving us. What is the level of product um, that they're giving us and how it does compare over time and maybe what some of the reasons are that have brought it to this place. Uh, either way, whether it's a lesser value, one thing that's very obvious, the NFL is still king. Still king. Uh, Cowboys the larger we, The larger we will still eat it up for the most part. And I think that's the thing that's crazy is you look around the landscape and football still dominates when it comes to the, the, the land of content. Linear television is still propped up entirely by live sports, and that is mostly uh, propped up by the NFL. I mean, it's so easy to turn on an NFL game. I mean, you can be the biggest diehard basketball fan like me and Reg are, but it – it's so easy to miss a basketball game. Oh, I didn't even know they were playing tonight. A football game, you have your whole week planned around that. You know exactly what day. Even if you, you could be a casual NFL fan, you know what time your team plays, or at least what day on Sunday at some point, and you don't have work, and it's easy to turn it on, and everyone's got an opinion about it, including Tom Brady. It's the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we go around the NFL where uh, Canada's been fired. Yes, sir. We'll discuss it next on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. To get right, right here on 105 through the failure home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers. Reginald Latitula along with you, uh, sitting alongside uh, the fan phenom winner, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. And uh, Ross Levinsky on the ones and twos. Thank you uh, for hanging with us on this Tuesday night, the week of Food's birthday, Thanksgiving on Thursday when your Cowboys will face the Washington Commandos. Um, and, of course, this week also um, is a, a week for a special uh, occasion on the fan, which is Pizzathon, or as our, our friend Eric Chiafalo would say, Pizzathon. There's some nice items on there, guys. Like, there is dinner with Brian Broaddus. There's some autograph items from your favorite players. Well, let me explain like, what, like, what, what, come why, on. Let me explain why Blake says that. Pizzathon, if you're not familiar, uh, this is the 10th, an- 10th annual Pizzathon that KNC Masterpiece does. It's a radio, uh, it's a radio marathon. That's done uh, the day before Thanksgiving, which would be tomorrow. So it'll start 5.30 a.m., go all the way to 7 p.m. They're raising money for my possibilities. And there is bidding. There's sports memorabilia and experiences that are there to be bid upon. And I've been told one of the best of the 10 years, if not the best of the 10 years, selections, as uh, Blake was alluding to. So go to 105throughthefan.com slash peacethon. Peace as a masterpiece, P-I-E-C-E-A-T-H-O-N. That's peacethon. Um, that's peace. Or sorry, 105 through the fan.com slash peace Check out uh, the things that you can bid on there. You can donate all those things. We'll talk more and we'll remind you more about that as the show goes along. But right now, uh, let's go around the NFL on the get right. Um, and ding, ding, dong, ding. I'm making the sound. The dun, 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 dun. Ding, ding, dong, ding. Is that what's the around the did, NFL how, sound? Did, did you make it like Tokyo Drift? Is that oh, what yeah. you were doing? <laughs> We have a little around the NFL sounds. It wasn't playing, so I was trying to I was trying to chime in with it. Dun, 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 Throw it up, dun, Ross, so he dun, can dun, hear dun, dun, it. Dun, dun, dun. There it is. I was close. Text in 877-881-1053 on the truckwreck.com text line. Was Blake close? Um, <laughs> you know who wasn't close at all? Uh, Matt Canada, who was previously the offensive coordinator of the, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not 
after today, though, we was we found out today that Matt Canada had been released um, from his duties as offense coordinator for the Steelers earlier today. And uh, Mike Tomlin made uh, came out and said after this that, quote, I did not come to this decision lightly to be transparent with you. It is my role to absorb and protect those who I work with. And that doesn't feel and this doesn't feel like it. Obviously, I'm not interested in assigning assigning blame or deflecting in any way. He went on further further to say, uh, leadership is lonely. I don't run from it. I, I run to it. It was my decision, mine alone. So saying that this was not a general manager call, this was not a head coach call, he decided of his own accord that it was time for Matt Canada to be done. You, you, just, you, believe, you believe Mike Tomlin when he says that? Just like the rest of the fans. I mean, Matt Canada might have got bullied out of a job. I mean, you couldn't go on Twitter or TikTok or Instagram or down the streets and hear fire Matt Canada. I mean – mediocrity is not a thing that you want to have in the NFL. And it'd be nice if they were mediocre on offense. I mean, I'm looking up right here. Kenny Pickett hasn't thrown for 200 yards in five different games. And also in five different games, he hasn't had a passing touchdown. And when you have an elite defense like that with TJ Watt and Minka and them boys over there, you got to win. You got to win more games, man. I mean, it's a testament to the defense not buying in like, I don't want to go out there and play. We heard in Anaji's postgame interview, when the other team knows what we're going to do, they know what's coming. And that's so disheartening as an offensive player and a defensive player to suit up for said coordinator and be like, yeah, I'm going to go try my hardest when you don't feel like he's bought in and not putting in all his effort into being an OC. And on top of that, right, you can see the degradation of Kenny Pickett as a quarterback prospect. Uh, it's starting to feel like they're in a place where they're going to need to go get another quarterback. And I imagine, at the very least, give Kenny Pickett the last last grasp or gasp as a, at an opportunity to succeed by giving him someone who's not going to call a bad offense. And that's the way that every smart football person that I that I respect has described the Matt Canada situation. It's just not good. Not good at all. And now it's over. Great it's name, over. though. I mean, he had the, the chance to be one of the greats. Huh. Canada. Matt Canada holds so much weight. Does it? And he did nothing with it. I mean, are we going to throw out Mitchell Trubisky next week? Is it going to be Kenny Pickums next week? I mean, it doesn't really matter. But hopefully, have they said who the new OC is going to be? Is there an interim stepping in or is it just vacant and they're just going to run out there? That's a good question. I need to I need to find that again because I honestly did not remember. Like, I've definitely read it and now I don't remember it all. They just fired just- him and they said whoever wants to call the plays, our offense is average at best i mean everyone was hyping up the kenny pickett george pickens connection preseason to look great against the scout team but come time for nfl teams miles garrett and them boys are coming for you coming for your job and now matt canada is gonna be on indeed maybe we can hire him as tsn maybe he can come in here we'll get him a job so yeah shout I, out matt. I feel like he does not want to lower himself to that level i understand he ain't no good at offensive coordinator but he's like i feel like there's some rungs Hey, 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 TSN's a good job. So I would say it's about equal. Offensive coordinator and TSN are about equal in my eyes. So it's all about how you look at it. Brother, you will hold that assertion by your lonesome. I got y'all back there. We will continue around the NFL. uh, the, The Monday night football game last night between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Twas a good one. It was a very big one. Uh, Super Bowl rematch. Obviously, easy to hype that one up, right? Easy to hype that one up. Apparently, we found out that Eagles-Chiefs was also the most watched game of 2023 and the largest Monday night football draw And get this, 27 years. Wowzers! Uh, that, that game being, uh, that game in 1996 being between the Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers where the Cowboys won. 
Um, and they had so, TV ratings back then? 1996? That's a long time ago. I wasn't even born. I, oof, um, <laughs> Reggie's about to I choke me, guys, because I just said that. I don't. That's wild. What do you think was happening in 1996? I, I didn't even. I mean, when was the TV invented? Oh my goodness! Way before now. I look. I'm. Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you trolling me right now? I'm not. But TV ratings. When did they start tracking TV ratings? Like how many people were sitting down and watching a game versus now? Everyone has a phone. Bars have it on. Like in 1996, we had a lot bigger issues than watching a football game. No. That was a whole different time period. I mean, yes, but apparently no. No, we had we had football games was we're still holding. Still a lot the big the draw. That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, if you say so. Wow, Blake, you 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 said one of the youngest things I've ever heard in my life on one of the on these very airwaves. That's, I am who I am. Wow, that's incredible. Um, that that threw me off my entire game. Um, 1996. That's right. Uh, when the Cowboys beat the Green Bay Packers, that was the last time that Monday Night Football. Saw a uh, saw an audience so large as <laughs> this game. My goodness! I text in eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. How old did Blake Elliott just make you feel? Um, you know who's not feeling very old, even though he should be. His name is uh, Aaron Rodgers, mm, great Jets segue. quarterback. Um, apparently, in his uh, in his weekly segment with Pat McAfee, he let it be known that uh, he's trending in the right direction. Uh, he said, quote, I've, I've said that I'd love to be trending towards practicing by my birthday. Rogers turns 40 on December 2nd. Um, that man diffy. So apparently, did you just shorten different? Come on. Okay. Very good. Uh, I'm trying. I'm just like, I'm stop. Stop being an old fart. That's that's my that's my goal for the end of the segment. Um, but yes, apparently he's jogging and he's eyeing the idea of being able to return to practice in two weeks. And I'm here to give him a, a, a very sorry. Um, I'm here to let him know. It, don't worry about it. Don't worry about getting back. Don't. They have to, they have to be in uh, playoff contention for that to matter when you get back. And let me tell you what they're not going to be. Yeah, playoff contention. Yeah, and, and the big thing is, I think the Jets would be better with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that's a hot take. But that O line, it doesn't matter who's back there. They can't move the ball. They can't run the ball. They can't throw the ball. They don't know how to call plays. I know everyone loves to throw Zach Wilson under the bus. I don't care who you throw back there. Maybe Patrick Mahomes, but I'm just saying, like, that old line can't block for anyone, so it doesn't matter how great the play calling is or how great of a route your receivers are running. I mean, I was seeing, rewatching some of their game, there was Garrett Wilson was running open down the field half of the game, but they couldn't get the ball to him. What are you laughing at? I'm sorry. <laughs> you were you're making fantastic points. But the rest, me and the rest of the audience – have just been sitting here feeling old together is what we've been doing from the 903. I graduated in 96. How old are you again? How old are you? 1999, October 3rd. Here's your answer. That was a date. That was not how old you 24. Were. You were 24 years old. Thank you. Uh, from the 214, yeah, you made me feel real old. I'm 50. Shout out to Syrian. Shout out to the 50-year-old. Um, I love you. And just to, just to kind of give you an idea, because you genuinely asked this question about ratings, and I, I could tell you were coming from a place um, that was real. And so just to give you some context, people did watch TV quite a bit um, before 1996. Um, the, the viewers on this game, 29.02 million viewers tuned in for this one, according to uh, 29 the ratings. million? Oh, buddy, if that, one, if that one got you, wait until these numbers I'm about to read. Um, that game in 1996 between the Cowboys and the Packers, that was the previous largest Monday Night Football game, uh-huh. received 31.45 million viewers. Okay. And the largest uh, audience for a single television uh, instance 
is the finale of a show called MASH. Of course, you're not going to know anything about that. I've heard Don't of it. Don't worry about that. I heard of it. Oh, really? It's spelled M period, A period, S period, S. It's got the periods after each one, right? I, I got what you... It's, yes, very good. Come it's on. Not worth stop, Let's stopping go, the Very good. The finale of that show drew 105.97 million viewers. Stop it. People wanted to watch the finale that bad? That was in 1983. Well, I guess you couldn't stream it and just throw it on. So everyone was watching live finale. Wow. That was the most interesting thing on TV at the time? Y'all were were down bad for some TV. Don't do that. No, no, no. That's what you're not going to do. What you're not going to do is disrespect MASH. That's what you're not going to do. Well, let's get that straight right this moment. What you're not going to do is disrespect. Okay, give me, give me a 10-second recap not, of why I, it's the best. I don't best. have to do that. You do your Googles. Do your research, young buck. All right? How about that? Um, and that's how we do around the NFL, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's talk to the homie Will Skywalker Steele of A to Z Sports about your Luke. Dallas Cowboys. We'll do it next on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.